Hey, everybody, and welcome to All Up In Your Business. I'm Jay Sokol. I'm Natalie Reese. And Natalie, today we are going to focus our discussion on what most people have the most interest in, and that is new places to eat and drink. Speaking my language, I like it. I'm glad we are, because we haven't (laughs) done this in a while, so I think we have a, a fair amount to cover. Okay. Right. So before we get into what is coming, you want to give a quick overview of some of the things that have recently opened. So uh, some of the more recent additions, uh, Velvet Taco is a new one that just opened in Century Square, a uh, very popular uh, franchise throughout throughout the country. Tried so it yet? I have not tried it yet. Some folks in my office have, but I have not tried it yet. It's excellent. Is it? It is. It's very good. It's nice. going to do well. Very, yep. very nice. Yep. Um, you know, when when you when you think about College Station, we uh, tend to have a large national influence when it comes to some of our restaurants. But we're really starting to see a lot of um, very local, specialized places here in College Station. You mm-hmm. know, when you look up and down University Drive, you've got the Republic, Primrose Path. I mean, that are really um, uh, Wade Barkman, a local guy. You know, created those. Both of those establishments have done really well. That you only. Find here in College Station. Mm. Um, also along University Drive, we, we've had three new restaurants open recently. Five Guys right. is one. Um, I think that's on Grant's list of best burgers in town. It is. is it right? is on his list, correct. Um, and then two uh, breakfast places, brunch places, and Snooze and Toasted Yolk. They're on, on University Drive. They're, mm-hmm. they're both doing well. But kind of, you know, back to we have Minuti Coffee as well, a little bit further down in the old Starbucks location that, that uh, has awesome coffee. They don't have the Soco Latte just yet, but but we'll I'm work working on, on it. it. Yeah, I'd like to establish a Soco Latte as a universal drink, a universal local drink at all the coffee places in College Station. <laughs> you think that's too much? A little much. Okay. A little much. All right. All right. Uh, only in Soco we could do that. <laughs> um, so speaking of South College Station, you know Gringos is under construction. That that is one restaurant that that was a thing, then wasn't a thing, uh-huh. and then came back and is now under construction. So I'm really excited about. So that it's actually one. coming out of the ground. It's coming out of the ground. Um, they just poured their parking lot a couple of weeks ago, and uh, they're moving forward, full steam ahead. Any clue? And I know there are lots of variables, but any clue what their goal is in terms of timing of opening? No. And to be honest, everyone's really shy about putting those dates right. out there currently because of supply chain issues and the construction industry mm-hmm. and just just not knowing um, and, and having trouble getting supplies and staffing is also an issue as well. Right. So uh, just universally, people are shying away from giving me um, giving me dates as to when they think they'll open. Okay. I, I got the hint. Stop asking. <laughs> Stop asking, Jay. Okay. okay. Um, you know, the, the cap Rock area, also downtown wine, uh, downtown Uncorked is mm-hmm. coming in. Uh, they'll do a wine and whiskey bar there as well. And then they also have a small restaurant as part of the Caprock development. They haven't announced the name yet, but they will be soon. Uh, a little smaller concept restaurant. And then Pinspirations, a local art studio where you can go in and create your own art, kind of all in that same uh, walkable area there in Caprock yeah. that, that'll soon be, soon be open. And then, you know, Jones Crossing always has uh, a ton of opportunities mm-hmm. when it comes to, to food and drink. Another Broken Egg has done really well at that location. We have Crumble Cookies, mm. uh, the signs up. Uh, uh, they're hoping to open later on this year. Okay, I have to stop you there. Uh-oh. Because we occasionally announce on social media, welcome to Business X that's made an announcement. We have never gotten a reaction like we did to Crumble. 
So I've never been to a crumble, but it must be a thing because people reacted in such a big way. I mean, it it may not have been Costco level, right. but in terms of uh, a place to eat, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, people went crazy about that. Well, we need to be first in line, Jay, as I soon as they open. Make that happen. I agree. <laughs> you know people. I do. I know a few people. Um, but no, we're excited about crumble cookies. Also, um, I don't know if you've noticed recently that a lot of our retailers are getting more involved when it comes to events. Mm. Jones Cross uh, recently hosted a, a fun run um, that that uh, they have a little pavilion out there where they have community events. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done some similar with Century Square and, and getting folks in and dine around and and different events to get folks into these these uh, areas where there are multiple restaurants, multiple retailers, and generate some buzz as yeah. part of that. Now, what about Cook Shack? That's on the horizon, isn't it? Cook Shack, yeah, also on University Drive. Mm -hmm. They're they're a, I've never eaten at one, but they're a ribs and chicken, kind of chicken tenders type type of place. Looks awesome online, but they are currently under construction in the old Payway location on University Drive. Okay, I like that. Um, Anything else in terms of on the horizon that you can talk about? I know you're aware of some possibilities, but anything that's safe enough to talk about? Not yet. Not yet. No. And, and, and I think I say this every time I'm on here. In the next few months, we'll be able to release a few more. There are some vacant restaurants in town that are getting a lot of attention, mm-hmm. um, but no deals have been signed just yet. So I hear this. I know you hear this, uh, and I see it on social media a lot. People saying, I want a fill-in-the-blank right. here. Um, and the reality is, I think, that just about anything you can put in the blank has either looked at us or plans to look at us. Is that a fair thing to say? No, I, uh, th- that's a very fair statement. Or or the third possibility, which is we've reached out to them about locating here. Okay. Um, I, I get residents reaching out to us all the time. Have you have you reached out to a Waffle House? Have you reached out to uh, this Tex-Mex place in North Texas? You know, that some, some of folks' favorites right. um, here in town. So we do have a lot of folks looking and, and wanting a college station location. In my mind, it's just a matter of time before they're able to find an existing location or or build new. Okay, that makes sense. Now, we talked uh, about Velvet Taco a little while Mm -hmm. ago. Can we talk a little more in deeper fashion about tacos? Yes, let's do it. I'm I'm, I'm always ready to talk about tacos. Okay, so I spotted something uh, just a few days ago. It was a list called the 2021's Best Texas Cities for Tacos, which is intriguing but it was also weird because the source was a website called Lawn Starter. So I don't know what lawn care has to do with tacos, <laughs> but so what they did, uh, in fact, in their words, I've got it in front of me, it said, uh, we looked for cities with wide access to taquerias, national taco championships, awards, high consumer ratings, and taco festivals. We even considered Google search volumes for tacos to gauge local taco love, okay? Okay. So what do you think number one was? Oh, what city was number yeah, yeah. one? San Antonio, maybe? San Antonio was number four. Okay. So it went Austin, Round okay. Rock. Interesting. Ooh. Dallas, San Antonio, Houston. That's the top five. College Station comes in at 11. Okay. These are Very out of impressive. the top 100 largest cities in Texas. College Station comes in at 11. Um, so let's go down that list a little bit. Number 77 is Farmer's Branch. 78 is Bryan. 
which is interesting because yeah. they've got some great talk. They do. Places. They do. Uh, 79 Baytown. Stop it. Home of a couple of our city manager types. Yes. Yes. And then uh, dead last on the list, Huntsville. Really? Really. So your thoughts about College Station clocking in at number 11 on a lawn care website's <laughs> list of best Texas cities for tacos. Hey, hey, listen, we've got some great taco places here here in town, no doubt about it. Um, I mean, you and I have talked about this quite a bit, not only with Velvet Taco coming in, but Mad Taco has, has a great variety of tacos in town. We also have um, one of my favorite, one of my gas station favorites, uh, Garpez. Oh, yeah. Um, and, as well as La Familia mm-hmm. um, that's located here in town. And then the one on Walburn Road, um, Taco Taco, I just lost it. Um, it's not Crave. We've got a bunch. We've got a bunch that are we do. locally owned. We've got some chains. It's a good mix. It, it, it really is. Yeah. You should be able to find your taco fix in College Station, ranking number 11. Absolutely. What did I miss in terms of places to eat, places to drink? Did we need to visit anything in the Northgate area, or have we done all that we can do? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, a, a lot of great places in Northgate. You know, with with coming out of COVID and opening back up. You know, Rough Draft is mm-hmm. is uh, open again. Um, there are there are a ton of locations to be able to do uh, to go and have a drink and have a great time here. Northgate's one of those locations. Um, also, in South College Station, you know, with with the uh, Angry Elephant mm-hmm. and uh, Walk Ons. You know, those are those are two of my favorite spots and. Um, We've got a pretty active scene here in terms yeah. of food and drink in College Station, I think. Okay. And maybe some announcements to come. There's always announcements to come. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. It, because you said some of these vacant properties, people are coming to kick the tires. They are. There are. We're getting a lot of people kicking tires, and um, I think some of them are going to land fairly soon. Okay. I'm holding you to it. Okay. <laughs> what is the latest? What is the latest you can tell us? about Costco. Everything's extremely smooth. Um, the the one hiccup that we've seen post-COVID is to the supply chain and the mm. construction side of things. So just making sure that all the materials are available, making sure that subcontractors and, and bids and all are, are, are turned in and we're able to um, address those construction costs because part of that part of the um, infrastructure out there will be shared between Costco and that remaining 28 acres mm. and so as part of this we're participating in that infrastructure uh, that will benefit that 28 acres when it's sold so that that has been the one hiccup in all of this just kind of coming out of of COVID and knowing that there's issues with the supply chain, whether it's steel that has gone up in price, whether it's uh, some of the the, the plastics that, that are part of the construction, all of that uh, does concern you. And so it's taken us a little bit more time to work through those issues. But in terms of being able to complete and close on the deal, we're right on schedule. Once they do have all the materials that they need, is am I right to say that they can put this thing together pretty quickly? 
the the typical Costco once once they pull the trigger on construction, mm-hmm. they have 120 days that that they have it down to a science when they start construction and when they complete it and have the store occupied and ready to go. Um, they have the same methodology they use all over the country, and so they're going to make sure when they start construction, they have everything lined out, every every contractor, every permit, everything is perfect, so that no one's going to hold them up but them, right? So the the whole place, it's built, it's stocked, the staff is trained, they're ready to roll. Exactly. That's amazing. It's it's a massive undertaking, but it's something that that they've perfected. And it's well over 100,000 square feet, right? Yes. Just over 100. That's large. Yep. It's a lot of construction. Anything else... in turn, since we're talking about down in the Midtown area, anything else we need to know uh, about that area and what's coming? You know, there's um, on the industrial piece, we've gotten quite a bit of interest on primary jobs. And I know we're going to talk about that a little bit um, in a different section. But on the industrial side, there there's a lot of folks that are that are interested in that area because of its location and because that um, centrally located in town accessibility to Highway 6, and also close to housing and schools nearby. Mm. So there, there's there's a lot of interest there. The 28 acres that the, that the city will retain once we sell to Costco is located there at Corporate Parkway, right next to Cross United Methodist Church. Yeah. Um, also in October, there'll be a contract to work with a broker to put that on the market, to sell that to one end user that would develop that remaining commercial piece. So when you look at the next 12 months in the, that Midtown area, to me, that's where you're going to see some of the biggest changes in terms of a new Costco and new uh, retail development in that area. That's exciting. Yeah. And a new water tower in proximity. That's right. That's right. Do you know how excited people are about a water tower? You know, I saw something on social media the other day, a, a joke about it being built upside down. And it took me a second. I'm like, wait a minute. That doesn't make sense. But yeah, it's pretty, people are pretty pumped about the new water tower. They are. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It is finally going to happen. Um, and I've been asked if like bleachers are going to be set up, if it's going to be a spectator event. And unless you plan on watching something in slow motion for about seven or eight hours, it is not a spectator <laughs> event because that's what it's going to be. So we'll talk about that later okay. when we get closer to it. Right. So let's let's move up the highway just a little bit. And this is kind of a random question, but I wanted some insight in terms of the whole area that includes uh, Wolfpen Creek Park mm-hmm. and Post Oak Mall because I think think there are probably some visionaries on staff and in council uh, who would like at some point to see that whole area evolve in some way, come together in a different way than maybe it has been for a while. Can you talk at all about what is believed to be a better use uh, for that particular area of College Station? So we we've had conversations with the mall for for years. You know the the local representation and the ownership out of out of Tennessee, and you know we've talked about as as some users have gone out and new ones have come in and kind of what the long term plans are. So I think 
just immediately we're going to see some changes because the Macy's building is, is up for sale. Hmm. Um, you still have the other half of the old Sears building there where Cons is currently that um, is for lease. And so there are some negotiations that are happening at, at that location currently uh, that I hope to be able to announce in the next few months okay. um, once the lease is finalized. And then on the Macy's building, you know, initially in talking to the broker, I think we were all a little concerned because it's over 100,000 square feet. It's a very large uh, two-story building to for anyone to take down, right, especially in today's retail environment. But there's been a lot of interest in that building, and they are currently negotiating with someone on purchasing that building. Can't really release who it is and 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 what they're proposing just yet because they're still negotiating. But I think ultimately when you look at the mall and you look at Wolfpin Creek and the amphitheater, the trail system, um, the existing Grand Station that's located there mm-hmm. for bowling and, and laser tag and arcade, when you look at that bigger picture, in my mind, I think it makes sense that that's our entertainment district, more of a family-driven entertainment district. Um, one of the things that we've really tried to focus on this last uh, year coming out of COVID as well is programming. Wolf Pink Creek a little bit more. I mean, we saw Cody Johnson there last month, and I mean, it was sold out. That was a big crowd. It's a huge crowd. Yeah. Um, so if just just thinking about it from a, from a resident's perspective, right? I mean, what if we could could program Wolfpin Creek in a stronger way at the existing amphitheater and if we had some more entertainment uses there that could really tie into the mall in in a much bigger way. Um, That's just something that we're looking at from a bigger comprehensive planning aspect at this point. So some continuity, some synergy to where that whole area kind of makes sense as as a destination area. Right. Not just, oh, that thing over there, that's where I'm going, I'm leaving. Right. Okay. Right. How, how do we tie all that into the mall, which used to be a much bigger destination? It still is a destination, mm-hmm. but it used to be much bigger. How do we partner and work together on making that um, a stronger destination okay. for, for folks here in our community and outside, more of a regional draw? Okay. So now do we go back to light manufacturing and R&D and all that kind of stuff? We, we can. You know, from... So from a manufacturing primary job standpoint, we partner with the Brazos Valley Economic Development Corporation. Yes. So that's a partnership between the two cities, the county, and Texas A&M. There, there is also a private business owner group that is really close to becoming a full funding partner as part of that. There are local business owners that are supporting that organization. So um, when we do primary job recruitment, it is on a regional level. It's not per city. It's not. Uh, it, it's it's everything in Brazos County because the the end user is looking for workforce, and you've really got to look at that from a broader perspective. Perspective, you know, when it when it comes to that, so there's three big areas, right? Launch, locate, and grow. So launch is our startups. Um, that that a lot of that information has started here at A and M through through different research. There's locate a new business coming in, and then there's grow, um, an existing business that's growing that maybe we're assisting with um, additional resources or just support when it when it comes from there. So when you look at just this year, since January, just in 2021, in the last nine months, um, we've seen significant growth. Now, I don't know if that is pent up demand, uh, but we've seen significant growth 
just on the uh, countywide, but from the College Station perspective, since January 1, they've announced another 475 full-time jobs mm-hmm. and just over $25 million in capital investment. That's just in a nine-month time period that, that's announced. One of, one of the big ones is uh, Kelsey Siebel that recently located here. Right. Um, they're in the professional services side of, of uh, business, and there's about 200 jobs that, that they've that they've uh, announced it'll be part of that. But we've also seen about 50% of of those announcements being more in the manufacturing side of things. And so that's really interesting coming out of, of the pandemic and seeing more on the manufacturing side, whether it's vaccines, whether it's pharmaceuticals or just traditional manufacturing that's part of that. We've also seen quite a bit an uptick in the biotechnology side. Um, We've had several companies, in fact, this year alone, we've had nine new biotechnology life sciences companies make announcements. Matica is one of those companies that just broke ground recently at Providence Park. They uh, are a biotechnology company that will have an initial 100 jobs uh, at that facility. They are also in the process of looking for additional space because they're already growing here as well. So that biotech life sciences um, industry side of things is really starting to grow here in, in College Station. And I assume it's a situation where the more of these that we actually get in College Station, the better our chances are of getting additional ones. Is that fair? You know, it, it, it's the same with industry as it is on the retail side. When you you go after and you recruit companies, the quality of those companies have really stepped up the last few years. Um, and we're seeing that on the, on the industry side as well. So you may only land one of every 10, but if the quality of those companies uh, keeps going up and you keep getting shortlisted uh, for, for some of those bigger companies, that's all great news for, for our entire county talk about how things like aggie game days other events and even christmas contribute to the economic success of college station so with that in mind you get to tell me what direction you want to take this as it relates to big events so uh, I guess let's start with game day. You know, we last year we didn't have a full football season and our local businesses, especially in the hospitality industry, really felt it, right? I mean, the, the our hotels, our restaurants, when visitors come to town, when you've got um, anywhere close to 100,000 people that come in one day for an event, mm-hmm. that they generate a ton in terms of sales tax dollars and fueling our local businesses and, and restaurants and hotels. Um, so not having a full season last year really, um, really impacted our, our, our local businesses. So that's something that uh, I think we're a little more appreciative of this year, if that if that makes sense, from from being fully open to folks wanting to get back out and, and enjoy game day, um, enjoy events. And so we've really planned um, some special events this fall, th- now through Christmas, mm-hmm. um, just, just celebrating being back in College Station in a big way. Well, tell me about some of these events. So Christmas in College Station is a big part of that. We have a lot of the students that leave over the Christmas break. um, And we want to, we have a lot of visitors that are going to be at Santa's Wonderland. Last year, they had over 300,000 visitors just south of town. So we wanted to partner with them in a big way to get all of those visitors, or as many as possible, into our hotels and restaurants and shopping here in College Station. So there, there are some larger strategic partnerships like Santa's Wonderland 
And then there's also some smaller events where we try to weave in additional opportunities for folks to be able to extend their stay. Now, I know the council has expressed uh, particular interest in filling up Wolf Pen Creek Park and the amphitheater there with additional events. Have you found it um, maybe looking easier to develop our own sort of events in that facility or to go out and recruit others to host their event there? You know, one of the most recent successes that we had was the the Cody Johnson concert. Sold out maximum 7,500 tickets um, did really well. Now that was something that we just supported as a city. We provided, you know, our park staff was out there making sure everyone was safe, had a great time, the facility was all set up. So in my mind, it's a lot easier to establish those partnerships, right, with a Cody Johnson mm-hmm. that has a reason to be here. Now, we have had some conversations with his his concert promoter that has other acts that, that we could follow that same template and maybe have a few more concerts at Wolfpin Creek. That is something that we're really focusing on um, as a city in providing more music opportunities um, through, through that avenue, but then also working with Chili Fest on these Friday Night Light events. It's if, if that's something that, that could also be successful, we would love to see a series of concerts and things to do in Wolfpin Creek. Yeah, so I guess the idea is to position ourselves to where we can go actively recruit uh, some of these acts that, that are probably making a swing through this part of the U.S. anyway. That's right. Try to pull them in and... Uh, you know, have a night on stage at College Station. Exactly. There are a lot of acts that are traveling through Texas, whether it's Houston, Austin, Dallas, um, that could make a quick stop here in College Station. Hmm. And and also, in, in conjunction with that, we've been working very closely with uh, A&M Athletics and Reed Arena. Um, they've gotten much more active when it comes to uh, creating events and facilitating events at Reed. Yeah. So being able to partner with someone like A&M Athletics and being able to do ticket giveaways and get folks that are going to be here for that event staying in our hotels and our restaurants is, is a win all the way around. Yeah. So... I was looking the other day at some of the preliminary numbers from the U.S. Census, from the latest census, and of course we're growing. Of course we have just uh, a lot more people here than we did the last census, and and that's no secret to anybody. But I I think our our international population is increasing. I think we are starting to look a little bit different in terms of of who we are um, uh, as College Station residents. Are there conversations um, with your group or maybe with with other organizers of events about maybe attracting or hosting a different type of event in College Station? Are we are we to a point where we are able to either entertain or draw audiences that maybe we couldn't do 10, 15, 20 years ago? You know, I think being a being home of one of the largest universities in, in the United States, right, with with Texas A and M, and and like you had mentioned, our international um, population has grown quite a bit. There there have got to be some additional opportunities, whether it's training, entertainment, shopping. If there are some additional opportunities there that we can facilitate as as a group. Um, 
one of the things that that's very interesting that, that we were following up on recently is there's a lot of international travel that's that's happening back in the United States and Texas is one of the top destinations for that um, that international traveler is looking for that experience of a smaller town right and and the the amenities that a smaller town could provide that I think we could fit uh, that that we're a good fit for that so we're we're doing some deeper research to find out what is what is that traveler looking for and how do we reach that traveler before they're here in the united states so it in my mind i think there are some international opportunities there certainly are from an economic development perspective but there's there's all at least in my mind there's got to be some from a travel perspective as well that we could capitalize on well if it's more than a business trip if it's truly um, a vacation then you want to spend some time so you're not uh you know just traveling the whole time and you only have two or three days at wherever you're going and so you're right if if you can convince somebody to at least spend a day and a night here or two nights here or or something if they're trying to get that authentic uh texas experience exactly um yeah we may be onto something there. yeah yeah definitely i mean we have world-class facilities here and uh, we also have amenities that a lot of larger towns have but without some of the negatives that 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 come along with that as well in terms of population and density right so when it comes to being able to have a local symphony uh, being able to have the museums that we have here i think there's there's some opportunities out there that once we're able to identify that traveler and their needs, I think we could cater to a bit better. Don't you think folks from other countries would love to see um, an alley completely full of bottle caps? Why wouldn't you? Wouldn't that be a great attraction? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Can't find that anywhere else. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. In terms of events, anything else that um, you want to share in terms of things you're working on or some some partnerships you're trying to, to put together or um, or anything of that nature that we can kind of look forward to that's beyond the typical um, – Football game, football game, football game. Now it's basketball right. season, a basketball season. You know, Christmas in College Station is going to be the biggest uh, yeah. coming up. You know, the the kickoff for Santa's Wonderland is November 13th. And so we're working with them on on that initial kickoff and, and opening up for business. Uh, but we are continuing to partner with Texas A&M Athletics. Reed Arena is rolling out some some new events as well. They're actually rolling out one or two for the holidays that, that haven't been announced just yet, but, mm. but will soon. Um, and then also being able to um, focus on some of those larger national events the, the track and field uh, competition that is the the national event that's lined up in 2022 yeah. um, the games of Texas that was just announced for 25 and 26 right Th- those are all huge um, when, when it comes to impacting our local economy and bringing in thousands of people from outside of our area to to shop and dine and stay in our hotels Sounds like a pretty good thing. Yeah. Okay, so did we do we hit everything on your list that you wanted to talk about? I, I think so. Okay. I think so. Okay. Um, I'm sure I forgot something, but well, I'm sure you I did. always do. We'll we'll plug it in later. <laughs> okay. So then that'll do it for this edition of All Up in Your Business. Again, please rate and recommend uh, to your friends and family. We'd appreciate that if you're interested in a, uh, bringing an event here right if you right. want to start an event or or just think there's a, a good idea that we need to think about um start out with natalie contact her and uh, how do they do that through our website at visit.cstx.gov is that right yeah it sure okay. is 
<laughs> I'm sorry, I always want to throw an extra ad in there. Or uh, just give me a call, 979-764-3753. Perfect. Thank you, Nat. Thank you. All Up In Your Business is a production of City of College Station with technical assistance from Brazos Multimedia. It was written by me, Jay Sokol, and a very, very little help from Natalie Ruiz. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot.